providing inspiration and community for women in business of Middle Tennessee. This is Powered by Her with Tiffany Anton. Welcome to Powered by Her. I am Tiffany Anton, and I have a special guest in today, Lisa Mackey, um, the Executive Director of Deeper Still Upper Cumberland. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Tiffany. Thanks for joining us. If you are local and you have been able to attend any of our Powered by Her Lunch and Learns, Lisa's spoken a couple times at our Lunch and Learns, and... You have just moved people, and I, I. This is just what you do as the executive director of Deeper Still. Let's start with what is Deeper Still. Deeper Still is a ministry that serves men and women that have an abortion in their past, and they either have regret or they don't know how they feel about it because sometimes we just stuff it all, and so we don't feel, and mm-hmm. so we just walk alongside people to just process all that's happened because they often don't know where a safe place is to do that. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think, like you said, we stuff it. Mm -hmm. And whether or not, I want to start with a trigger warning of this may be an uncomfortable conversation for people sometimes. And this is not, we're not going to go deep into an abortion, you know, abortion debates, yes or no, all those kind of things. We're talking about grief and how that grief holds us back from the women that we're meant to be, whatever that looks like, whatever that is. And so um, tell me a little bit about your story to lead you to be an executive director of an organization like this. Well, That's I... That's so open. I know, so <laughs> tell, tell me the last, you know, 30 years of your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a lot. Okay, so we say in our ministry, say the hard thing first, mm-hmm. honestly. So that's what I'm just going to say. When I was 19, I had an abortion. What I didn't realize is some of the things that led me up to it, because sometimes you sit there going, how could I have done that? How could I have done that? You know, and, and there's a lot of things often and things that experiences we have in our childhood and different things lead to that. Um, But then fast forward to that decision. I had learned at a young age to navigate through life with shame and secrecy. And so um, when I found myself pregnant and unplanned pregnancy at 19, that's exactly what I did. I didn't tell anybody close to me. In fact, I told a lady I hardly knew. And she said, oh, don't worry about it. You can just get an abortion. And so, in fact, that's exactly what I did the very next day. And then again, ashamed of what I had done, I didn't tell anybody. In fact, didn't say the word abortion for 29 years and carried that thinking that I was carrying it okay, Mm -hmm. thinking I was navigating through life okay until I realized I wasn't and Mm -hmm. then started realizing all the things that it had affected, including raising my three sons. And, you know, we're coming out of that. Um, So much healing has happened, thankfully, Mm -hmm. um, because of the ministry and and some and people pouring into me, honestly, on on healing and Mm -hmm. just walking through that and not thinking that I had to do it alone or figure it out because we think we have to. I've got to fix myself. You know, and we were just not created that way. We were created to be in community. Well, and I think sometimes what does fixing, quote unquote, fixing mean? I think sometimes as high functioning women, we think fixing is just doing more and and moving the needle and and going getting further down the road, building your career. Um, You you've had a successful career in other 
for-profit sectors. You're in the nonprofit sector now. You know, you're building this career up. You're hanging on to everything. You, you know, are really concerned as a mom, the way everything looks and the way everything is done and making sure that your kids are the best looking the best, smartest, all those things and, and trying to kind of keep those pieces together when your kids were little, not realizing all of that is probably stemming from the fact that you were kind of dealing with this grief in an unhealthy way. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because if you just live perfect, then first of all, nobody would know that you had done this, mm-hmm. quote this. Um, and so there's just this idea of, you know, perform, 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 and it it's all consuming. And you just always think you've got to, you've got to be everything in the business world, you've got to do all the projects perfect, which usually ends up just getting you more extra projects and working mm-hmm. more overtime and, and just all of that. And, and yeah, and then you think, well, and my kids have to be perfect. And that was exhausting for me as a mother. And that was exhausting for them. Because then you put this whole performance thing on them. And you know, I I got them, you know, sports trainers and that in themselves is fine. I mean, there's parts of that they enjoyed, but it wasn't just for them to enjoy sports more by learning more about sports. It was just like, oh, you've got to be great, you know, and it was just it was just constant, you know, and just I worked out constant, like I, ridiculous amounts of time, like three hours a day, mm. five times a week. And Would you say that you know, you can deal with grief in many, many, many ways. And sometimes people will let grief take them over and they're just kind of a shell of who they were and they just, they're drowning in their, what and whatever the trigger of their grief is. And then there's people who are like, I'm not going to let this take me over. I'm yeah. going to work out three times a day. I'm going to do this. I'm going to have a successful family and a su- successful business and all this. Are both of those as Um, unhealthy and detrimental to each other? I believe so. Because what you're doing is you're not allowing yourself to feel. Mm -hmm. Either way, you're just, you're either immersing in emotions and just constantly dwelling or you're running so much from them, Mm -hmm. which was me. It was just like, I can perform and not think. If I perform, then I don't have to think about anything. I don't have to think about the decisions I've made. Was it if it was that or other things? I made other not great decisions as a young person. Don't we all? Right? Yeah. You know? And and I wanna I wanna point this out there is that all your pain and your suffering are as real to you as my pain and my suffering. And I'm not going to sit here. Neither one of us are going to sit here and say my pain and my suffering is worse, is easier, is harder, is anything. What you feel and what you go through is real to you. Yes. Um, And so having an abortion is not necessarily worse, better, anything. We're not, there's no comparison there and there's no judgment coming from, what, what we're discussing today. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're just kind of talking about the negative effects of, of not dealing with the things that you've gone through right. and decisions that we make because we all make not great decisions in life. We've all we've all lived through our 20s, <laughs> which we're maybe not not, you know, we've all you don't have you're not formed in your brain enough to make some of the decisions that you need to make at, at 20. And if you don't have the network of supportive people to help you kind of through that, then you've done some things or you you feel the shame and you're not living past that. 
What do you do when you know you're kind of in a not great place, but then you don't know how to where to turn to or go to? And what made you I guess what for you personally made you decide this is too much for me? I'm I'm out. I'm trying to outperform the secret of 29 years. Yeah. Well, it's what I call it. It turns into a cycle of bad decisions because then you, at least with me and many women that I have um, talked to is you think, well, I've done this. What doesn't matter what else I do. And then you just snowball into one bad decision after another often is one bad relationship after another. And you live pretty broken, not even realizing you're living broken. You accept less. You think that you don't deserve and you, you tolerate things you shouldn't tolerate. Um, you don't even realize your own value, honestly. Mm. And so that then begins to have an impact on all the decisions you make. If you don't think you're valuable, your decisions are not going to be made from that perspective. Yeah. And so it just really turned into the cycle of, you know, drank a whole lot. And just, you know, at that point, you know, I did, then you switch that like, okay, this can't be like, this isn't good. And then the obsessive working out and just, you know, perform. Well, and I think it's easy to identify drinking too much as a negative, destructive quality. I don't think it's as easy to identify working out for three hours a day as negative and destructive. How do you help pinpoint those negative and destructive behaviors in people? Or how how can people identify them in themselves? Getting honest with yourself. What's the real reason why you're doing it? You know, really, like when I had to really look at what are the real reasons I was having my kids do have sports trainers and they had to have the perfect project, you know, what was the real reason I was working out? I was trying to make myself feel valuable. Why did I not feel valuable? You know, there were a lot of things. that. So then you at some point you have to think, I've got to start unpacking this like Mm -hmm. This, all this, working obsessively, having to top perform, you know, just all of this is not, it's exhausting. Mm -hmm. And it's like, how long can you really keep that up? And, you know, once I realized a lot of decisions had stemmed from some my childhood and then from this decision for me, I had to get real. I had to get real with myself, which a lot of people don't want to do, mm-hmm. because then you have to admit that you might have made some mistakes. And that's not always easy to do. And do you always have to admit those to other people or can you just admit to your? I mean, I, I would think that the first step is just admitting to yourself. That's absolutely the first step, because otherwise you're going to keep walking in it. You're going to be like, yep, no, great. You know, having too many boyfriends was a great idea. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. just, just all those things. It was like, no, it wasn't. It was self-destructive. Yeah. You know? Well, I think the biggest thing for me that I've learned in the past few years is I don't have to feel feel this way. I, I think that I've had a lot of issues um, with control. I like things to be, I, I like to control things. And if I don't, the things that I want to control in, in work and in business, if they don't go the way I want, then it's, it's not okay. And then I don't feel okay. And I don't like to feel not okay. And so then it's like, okay, well, let's unpack that. And what 
can I do to feel better about things? And it's like, well, maybe not having so much control over everything and not having to control everything, I think is a benefit. And so I think sometimes we sit in this space of just, okay, well, I want, I want things to be a certain way, but it's like, but do we really like the way this makes us feel? Yeah. And that's it. You know, when I, when I did start unpacking this stuff, it's like, okay, so what if my kids were mediocre on mm-hmm. the ball field? Mm-hmm. No big deal. What if I would have bought packaged cupcakes instead of making homemade ones and decorating them and sending them off to school? Mm-hmm. No big deal. What if I had higher than a whatever percentage of body fat mm-hmm. and to, like no big deal mm-hmm. you know it's just once you okay what if I wasn't always trying to get the excellent performance review well that would have been a big deal because then I probably would have more time to myself because I wouldn't have been given the extra projects for yeah. you know it's just all the things we think are so important when you start unpacking them it's like okay if you really wouldn't have done that really really have been a big deal well and where are you the things that we're doing to perform whether it's as a wife as a mother as an employee as a coworker. The things we're doing to perform, who are we looking for the validation from? And is there value in that validation? So we're doing things as a mom. Okay, we're looking for validation from our kids. Does hiring a coach or a private tutor or whatnot, does that give me validation from my kids? Or does that give me validation from the public that my kid is performing? Exactly. And so I think taking those times as most, I think a lot of the audience that we have are business owners or starting a business or they're high performing women. And so we feel this pressure often to show our value to the world. And it can be a dangerous, slippery slope sometimes. And so sometimes it's why are we trying to perform so at such a high level, is that validation? Where's that validation coming from? Where do you think some of your validation was coming from in those unhealthy years. Goodness, it, it was all in my mind, really. Mm-hmm. If I if I'm honest with you, I thought that, you know, it did and you're exactly right. It's how did how did my kids look to the rest of the world? Mm-hmm. You know, how did I look in the business world in corporate America? You know, how did I look to everybody else? And really what it in all of this what it added up to was I had so many insecurities. I ran that was one thing, you know, that right away when I started unpacking, it was just like, and it was funny because people all all the time would tell me, you're so buttoned up. You're always doing stuff with your kids and, and, you know, you work out, you know, and just all this stuff, blah, 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 you know? And it's like, and so that was like, okay, it's looking good on the outside. Mm -hmm. And that was exactly it because I was honestly a train wreck on the inside. Mm -hmm. I was, I had numerous insecurities and thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I've been, you know, healing from that for, you know, yeah. in, in this journey. And when you finally realize, you know what, what if I just, what if I just spend time with people? You know, what if I just worry about how can I connect with somebody? How can I let somebody else know their value? How can I be an encourager? You know, how can I show somebody else, man, you've got some amazing gifts. 
you know, you really, you make a shift. You make a shift from I've got to perform to, man, I can really help other people. Where So where in your journey, you're, you're working in corporate America, you're doing well, performing well, getting extra projects, all that kind of stuff. What was the pivot to to be an executive director of a nonprofit? Why give up what you were doing to lead this ministry that you feel so passionately about? Wow. That has been actually the quite incredible journey. I had gone on a few mission trips doing disaster relief. My husband and I have done quite a bit of disaster relief. And I just started seeing how much people were losing. And and I started seeing how we valued things that can just be lost in in a moment's notice. Mm -hmm. And I knew I could not be the employee that I used to be. Like I really was all about the corporation and just perform, perform. And when I realized, you know what, this stuff doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. You know, we can market this vehicle for, because I work for an automotive company, you can market this vehicle, you know, and the demographics of the people that buy it. And it's like, you know what, and it can all be gone. It can all be gone in the blink of an eye. And I really just started to just process my life. And then it was like, you know what? I, th- I think I'm supposed to, I think I'm supposed to leave corporate America. And, you know, I'd been in corporate America for like 26 years. So I was like, yeah. huh? I'm not sure. Lord, are you sure? Like, I'm not sure that that's, you know, am I hearing you right? But I was hearing him right. And then in that journey, I got connected with the Cookville Pregnancy Center, honestly, in that when I had found out about these retreats. And so, you know, I had not, I didn't really completely know what they were, but then found out and I just went, okay, I don't, I don't know if I need this. I had done a study to receive some healing for my decision that, you know, I wasn't sure how I felt it. That's why, that's why I say, if you're not sure how you felt about it, honestly, I wasn't sure how I felt about it because I stuffed it for so long. I did not allow myself to think about it mm-hmm. at all. Like literally did not say the word abortion for 29 years, which should have been a clue to me. If you've got to edit out a part of your life, there might be something going on there mm-hmm. you need need to address, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're, you know, if you're honest with yourself and that's part of this journey is, you know, where are you willing to get honest to heal, to live a full life, to really, to really thrive and go, okay, that was a decision I made. That's not who I am. And that's not who I am anymore. Mm -hmm. Like even the person that made that decision, that's just not who I am anymore. Mm -hmm. So in that, you know, I was directed to, told about the ministry of Deeper Still, went to my own healing retreat and just radically changed. And the reason was it, it taught me a lot of giving grace, giving grace to others, giving grace to myself. I got there for a reason. Like it didn't just happen. Usually things happen along the way to get us to that place, to make a decision that we look back on and go, uh, you know, maybe, maybe not the best one, maybe not the best decision. Mm -hmm. And so as I unpacked it, but the beauty of it was for me, While I healed from my abortion, what it did is it gave me tools to heal from so many other things. Mm -hmm. So I could really see, 
oh my goodness, this messed me up, you know, this or something else, you know, various things. And I, the world didn't come to an end. Mm-hmm. When I spoke it out, lightning didn't hit me. The world didn't come to an end. And I actually gained healthy tools to learn how to navigate things instead of those tools of shame and secrecy, instead of the performance thing. I learned to laugh at myself like, huh, well, I probably could do this differently instead of going, you know, gutting it out, going, no, I'm going to stick with this and I'm just going to, I'm going to beat this, you know, and go, huh, I wonder if there's a different way to do this. My changing, my mindset completely changed on approaching things, everything. And it still does. Like, I just continue to, is there a different way to do this? Am I being stubborn or am I having tunnel vision? You know, it, it's a mindset change. Have you realized um, the people around you operate differently as well? I think sometimes when you're so, you know, wound up because you feel like you have to have everything in order, then people kind of feel like they have to live up to that standard. And sometimes it's, you know, kind of funny, like, oh, well, you know, you have high standards, but then sometimes it's, People feel un- it's unattainable. They feel uncomfortable. So have you seen a shift of the way people operate around you and interact with you? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. And that, you know, unfortunately, I left corporate America before, you know, just as I was getting into all this healing. Yeah, I, I often say I would have been a much better manager yeah. had I had I been healed, had I not, you know, just been so high performing and putting those kinds of, you know, expectations on other people, or even just, you know, myself, putting them on myself. And so people feeling that tension, mm-hmm. of whether even if it wasn't directed at them, it was just the tension. Of I it. think sometimes we feel like, well, it's okay. I'm just putting these expectations on myself. You're okay where you're at. These are just my expectations of myself. But then it's like, it oozes out into other people. And then they feel like, well, she has these high expectations for herself. And so I have to perform to that. And it just kind of, kind of leaves everybody on edge sometimes. And I think when you can be a leader from a position of grace and understanding and, you're aware of your own things and then you can be more aware of other people's things and more compassionate just as a leader in general. Yeah, yeah, it really provokes you to, when you see somebody kind of going through something or struggling with something too, then it's like, it provokes you to go, hey, you know, what's going on? Let's work through this, mm-hmm. you know, instead of making them feel like I've got to perform my way out of this, yeah. you know, like let's work through it. You know, maybe there's a, you know, something we're not thinking about. So they don't feel, you know, condemned or judged or, but just like, hey, we're going to navigate this together, you know? And so often that's helpful and they don't feel like insecure themselves. Like I can't figure this out or I'm not doing this right. It doesn't, it doesn't come across that way. And that's really important important. And, you know, and that is where I messed up as a mom. Like my kids felt the pressure of, I got to do everything right. And that was not beneficial, Mm -hmm. you know, and like I said, in that we're coming, we're healing and, you know, God's doing many things, but it's definitely been a healing process. And, and with my three boys, I'm at different stages with all three Mm -hmm. of them and I'm 
believing that it's all going to be great, but definitely it's a process. It didn't happen overnight and it's going to have to become undone. Yeah. And so, but it's, it's got to be intentional. Like we've got to be intentional and let them know, you know what, you're growing, you're growing too, and you're learning and, you know, they're adult men making decisions. And my hope is that they catch, you know, and see like, okay, I've got to, I've got to think this out. What was difficult on me? And I don't want to then do that now to my kids. Well, and I think just being open and honest about kind of where you're at, I think when you're in positions of leadership, I think people look at me sometimes and think, well, she's got it all together because I look a certain way. And it's like, I don't have it all together. And I have these insecurities and I do try and outperform them. And I am looking for validation. There's the movie Cool Runnings where they say he, he cheats um, at a bobsled race in the Olympics. And they say, if you're nothing without the medal, you'll be nothing with it. It doesn't matter whether you win or not. And so looking, I've realized with myself over the last year, there were times where I was just needing so deeply validation from others that was just at an unhealthy level. And it's like, okay, if I don't have the validation within myself, none of these other accolades are ever going to get me to where I need to be. And so what am I outrunning? What am I trying to get away from? And so kind of taking that time to reflect and look and, okay, well, what am I trying to outperform? And so I think having those conversations, whether it's starting with yourself, within yourself, what is limiting me? I mean, you may feel like you're doing an amazing job because your business is thriving or you're thriving in your career, but are you thriving in a healthy way or are you thriving in an unhealthy way? Because I think that the two valid things. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And it becomes also like, this is my identity. Mm-hmm. I am this amazing, busy, you know, busy. We use busy as a badge of honor sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. And like, if I'm this amazing mom, then that's my identity. Mm-hmm. If I'm this amazing wife, then that's my identity. If I'm this amazing employee, then that's my identity. And, you know, all at the end of the day, you know what? When we go to our grave, it's not going to mean one doggone mm-mm, thing. Mm-mm. I mean, if we lived it all stressed out, making people around us all stressed out. It's really not going to mean anything. Mm -hmm. Or you can kind of relax, do the best you can do. I'm not, I mean, I'm all about, you know, doing things with excellence, not perfection, but excellence. Like we can strive for excellence. That's okay. But, you know, don't make it about that's my identity. That's what I have to do, do or die in every, you know, and no matter what the cost is around me. And just like, what if we actually just love the people around us, love ourselves and just and do the best we can to navigate this life. Well, and so one of the at the last power by her lunch that you came to, you had mentioned that you didn't bring earrings with you, and you were kind of <laughs> like, ah, you know, you, that that five years ago that would have been a thing for you. Like, I don't have earrings, and it would have probably your talk would have been different. <laughs> it would have been a distraction, and I think keeping those kind of situations in check for the good and the bad, you know, I think it was a, a step for you, and you acknowledge it and recognize it, and let yourself achieve that win of this is you know you acknowledge it. It meant you noticed it, but it wasn't. It didn't deter you. Right. It and, doesn't change anything. And so I think kind of thinking of those moments, okay do I have those moments in my days where something like a pair of earrings can set me off in the wrong direction? Maybe there's something more going on than a pair of earrings. Right. And, you know, or just, are we so focused on the way we look, the way we appear to others and, and how much that really limits us then? Like I said, that talk could have gone differently just because of a pair of earrings, because 
you're so concerned about the way you look to others. Right, right. And now I'm just glad, hey, I've got clothes on. Cool. <laughs> hey, they even match. Wow, what a coincidence. You know, so it's just, yeah, it's giving yourself a break and just also, I don't know, just going, okay, why, why? What is this thing that's nagging at me that's really no big deal? Let's unpack this. So often we just, we need to unpack it because something, something's a trigger, something's going mm-hmm. on. And, you know, you talked about it earlier. You know, sometimes we just have to decide certain things and we have a choice. We have a choice. And I, I, I actually I don't have it on today, but I often wear this necklace. It says, choose joy. Mm-hmm. You know, and if we're just doing, you know, full speed ahead and we're not taking time to, quote, smell the roses, are we doing it with joy? Mm-hmm. Are, we, are we really walking through this life like as a crazy person stressing everybody else out, you know, are we really just really, hey, great. Wow. Look at this. This is turning out great. And I'm enjoying it at the same time. Mm-hmm. That's a win-win. Well, and I think looking for the roses, quote unquote, you know, you're in a field of daisies and you think, ah, well, there's no roses here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you're in a field of daisies. So let's pivot and say, I'm, I'm grateful that I'm in a field of daisies. And I think making sure that you're taking that time to choose joy, no matter what is really important. And, and knowing that you have that control over your mindset to say, okay, let's, let's look for the silver lining wherever that may be. And maybe it's not that I'm outperforming, you know, my coworker, maybe I'm just winning for me and that's enough. Yeah. Because often we're just, we're, we're trying to set the standard. That's not like you said earlier, it's just not healthy Mm -hmm. and it's choose joy for the moment. And this, the win is now. And can we just go, okay, this is fine. Like where I am right here is fine. And I don't need to do more or less. I mean, if we're being led to do more, then that's fine too. But what's the reason? What what's what's the driving force behind all of it? And it's okay. It's okay to be successful. Yay! Mm-hmm. Who doesn't want to be? Right. I'm not going to say that. I mean, like that's great. Yes. But we have to be okay knowing. You know what? Sometimes it's going to be hard. Sometimes there's going to be challenges. Well, and your success looks different than my success. Exactly. And that's a hundred percent okay. We're competing in this life against ourselves. And that's it. I'd like to be better today than I was yesterday. And that's about it. You know, I think that looking at, you can get so distracted looking at your competitors that you're not focused on your own wins. And you're always just looking at, you know, what you're not doing instead of what you are doing. That's so true. And that's, you know, that's a damaging part of life sometimes is is comparison. So if people want to know more about, I want to stress that Deeper Still is one resource, but there are lots of resources out there to get through your grief that's holding you back. And whether it's an abortion, a divorce, a death of a child, a death of a parent, there's a lot of grief that holds us back bad choices of drinking or or just health wise there's a lot of things that can be damaging deeper still is one resource for people who have gone through abortions i really encourage 
first of all, to sit down with yourself and take some time and kind of figure out, okay, where am I at? Am I in a, a healthy place or not healthy place? And what can I be doing to pivot? And then kind of finding those resources. If people want to know more about Deeper Still, how can people find more about the resources of the Upper Cumberland Deeper Still? They can go to deeperstilluppercumberland.org. And it just, it gives, it actually gives symptoms. If you're feeling this, 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 or experience this, this is, you may need healing. Because some people really don't know. Like we don't realize. And then you start, like I said, unpacking. You're like, oh my goodness. Yes, this is a symptom. This is another symptom. Well, my goodness, I might need, you know, might need to Mm -hmm. just at least investigate and take a look at this. But, you know, you can call. There's our phone number on there. I'm the one that, I'm the only one that answers that phone. You can send an email. There's a link to send an email if you want to do it that way. Everybody's got a different comfort level on how they can connect because sometimes that's just really hard to say. You know, some people have a difficult time picking up the phone and saying, hi, I had an abortion and I need to talk to somebody. Sometimes they're much more comfortable sending an email and that flows for them. And that's Mm -hmm. fine. Some even send me a text and that's fine. So they can do that. They can check, you know, like I said, the symptoms and some might know, you know what, I need this. And they get on and right then and there, they can register online for our next retreat. They're absolutely free and confidential retreats. Um, And we really, that's where we do set a high standard is, is confidentiality. Um, You know, this is, we we know that people are, are, they're allowing themselves to be vulnerable. And we just so want to honor that. We want them to have a safe place to unpack that or whatever else they've experienced in life. And so they can register online and we, it's a secured site. And so we'll get it right away and we'll, we'll tell them, you know, our next, actually our next healing retreat is April, I think 19th through the 21st. And it's amazing. And like I said, it radically changed my life. I've seen it change. I've seen it change marriages. Honestly, I've seen change the way people parent kids because when you start changing the way that you're feeling about yourself, Mm -hmm. um, it does have an impact on others. And it changes. It changes to a whole lot of love. And it, it's just incredible to see what's well, happened. And I would encourage people, the word healing when it comes to mental health feels can feel a little voodoo maybe, but we wouldn't deter, most people wouldn't deter from going to a doctor when you have pain in your stomach or, you know, your ankle is at a 90 degree angle, you're going to go to get healed by a doctor. And why wouldn't we heal our mind and our hearts when, when those are limiting factors, you, you can easily see that you're not walking correctly if your ankle is broken, but you can't as easily see the symptoms of, um, you know, mental pain or, or emotional pain. And so, but we wouldn't hesitate to see a doctor in those kind of, you know, to heal those things. I think we're making a movement towards that, but I really try to encourage that healing across the board because you want to be the best version of yourself and you don't want things to be limiting you. And I think that emotional and, and mental um, limitations are e- as detrimental as physical pain as well. Right. Absolutely. And you know, the interesting thing about it is, yes, we want to be healthy for ourselves. But so often we really do want to love the people around us Mm -hmm. and we can actually be emotionally available to do that. And sometimes we think we're stuck and we we're not, there are choices to not be stuck. Mm -hmm. And that's what we've got to do. Like, do I want to venture out 
I hate to say it, but do it afraid. Like, I'm a little nervous about this. I don't know what it's going to look like. But what if what if this really can change the way I have relationships? Mm-hmm. What if it really can change the way I feel about myself? What if this really can change the anxiety or depression I feel? You know, what if I venture out and just try? Yeah. What does life look like? with a healed me. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think that seems scary sometimes to say, you know, you put that goal out there of, of being healed, of being happy, of choosing joy. Well, what if I fail? Well, you can't, you're not there yet. If, if you haven't been able to choose the joy, then you just keep going and you have the, the right network and support and you'll get there eventually. Absolutely. And it's, it's pretty incredible because honestly, I've yet to see somebody not come out. Just we, they physically look different. I mean, because coming in with just this burden that they've carried, you know, often not talking to anybody about it, being able to talk about it, process it, say what they need to say. Um, you know, there's some people that were made to have the abortion. Mm-hmm. And so they have anger, mm-hmm. you know, and so that kept gets tricky. Yet that wasn't the decision that they wanted, but yet they carry the burden of it mm-hmm. all. Like they need to be able to talk about that mm-hmm. and they don't know, like, where is it safe? And so it's just that the whole just complete transformation that can happen, you know, if you do it, just taking that chance, like, can, can this really change? And when you're like, oh my goodness, here was me. Oh my goodness. Why did I keep living like that when I didn't have to, you know, and I say, you know, for 46 years, I lived my crazy and it was, I did. I just like, oh my gosh, I was a crazy person. And I laugh now, but I'm sure it was not that funny to that many people around me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure that there's a lot of women functioning in that space. And so if that's one of you that are listening and you feel that you definitely need to to do some healing and and don't we kind of all, you know, I I really encourage you to reach out and, and get some help, whatever that healing journey looks like. There are a lot of resources in your community, whether you're here in the Upper Cumberland or anywhere throughout the United States, there are definitely resources for healing don't keep living your life held back, you know, half of what you're supposed to be. There's a purpose and a a good in everyone. And kind of finding that purpose is at least I felt like it's my mission is trying to figure out what what is my purpose and why am I supposed to, what am I supposed to do and how am I supposed to impact the world and, and do good? And I think that that's, you know, valuable. So. Right. Yeah. I know when I left my retreat, it was incredible because I, I saw everything different. It was brilliant. I drove away and I went, oh my goodness, the sky is blue, blue. The grass is green, green. Like everything was brilliant. And it was amazing to me. I had not realized that I had been living in muted colors because I was carrying so much heaviness. And it was incredible. Like it was, it was just like mind blowing. It's like the people that put on the, um, the color changing glasses that, you know, they can see colors for the first time. And and I think it is, it's different when you can see the world from a different perspective, clearing, you know, clearing some 
things up in your in your mind and in your heart that you didn't know was holding you back and, yeah. and why why you're performing in a certain way and all that kind of stuff. So thank you so much for telling us your story and being here and being part of your journey. I've loved I think that what you're doing impacts so many people and I just love what love what you're doing. So no. Tiffany, it's been an honor and I have really had a lot of fun in the things you've invited <laughs> me to. So thank you so much for being a part of helping us, you know, get the word out. Because yeah. we do. We want we want to see women be healthy. You know, mm-hmm. that's really, it's it's my great joy yeah. to see them just like, just radically change. And it's yeah. just, a, it's just a very cool thing. Yeah. So. No, I think that it's, it's such a valuable, like I said, whether it's specific to an abortion, but there's grief that holds us all back yes. and whatever that is. I think, um, you know, having the best women in the world, I think is what is going to change our world for the better. And, and so that's my mission as well is just encouraging women. So Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for tuning in. We will see you next week. If you want to know more about Powered by Hurt, head over to PoweredByHurt.com. Join the community, support the cause.